Hello, everyone, and welcome to the old version of the Gambit Podcast. No streaming for us tonight, because a certain Zareth is on vacation. Zareth, how are you doing out in the West? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well enough solo without a high-speed internet connection. Uh, it's, things, things can get trickier than uh, things that they're, they're trickier than they used to be. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. But at least we're here. <laughs> Um, what the audience doesn't know, or they might be building up to, we are one week away from our one-year anniversary. How about that? That's crazy, man. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. We've only missed one week. That was like the Christmas week, if I recall. It was. It was. That was literally the night that we usually record was Christmas Eve Eve. Um. But, so, we've been chugging along 51 episodes straight, uh, or, well, mostly straight. Yeah. Yeah, we've been the very soul of consistency. Yes. Um, speaking of consistent, or inconsistencies, so, Sarah, tell us how you feel about 3v3 now that we're our second weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're trying to trap me, Solo. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> so, a trap. That is 100% a trap. <laughs> well, I, I haven't really made much of a secret of it, though some of our listeners may uh, be surprised depending on how much they've followed. Uh, so in the past, I have, I've been a defender of 3v3. I, I don't like it as much as 5v5, uh, but it is, it is for me a fun, uh, it's just a fun mode to be able to, uh, I think someone described it as like a novelty game mode because that like it's kind of useless in preparing us for any other thing in the whole game like completely totally useless for that but if we're doing 5v5 and then 5v5 and 5v5 like it can like I love Grand Arena regardless but it's nice to have a little break every five or six months or something um and there, there's a lot of great things about 3v3. Like you learn a lot more mechanics for the for the different characters in 3v3 because you really rely on those interactions more rather than the overall strength of the squad. And a lot of times those squads are built by other people and theory crafters anyway. So um, in 3v3, there's just a lot more unknown and you really need to make sure that the mechanics don't screw you. That being said, uh, I have felt an incredible amount of frustration with 3v3 while Galactic Legends exist. Yes. Like, <clears throat> yes. They're, they're, just, they're just so strong. Like, in 5v5, at least you can be clever and come up with ways to kind of mitigate it uh, and be able to beat them when they're on defense. Uh, in, in 3v3, you just have way fewer tools to work against that, that work against galactic legends like they just don't actually exist in fact there's like one cheese method that sometimes works against kylo and then off meta counters otherwise you do the suicide ray thing and that that's like it like there there aren't off meta counters they don't exist and that to me is a huge condemnation of the vote like <laughs> So ridiculous. So novelty mode or not. Yeah. That to me is the word broken. It is a broken game mode because it's a mode that it was never balanced. 
there was never gameplay balance when they released characters for this mode, because why would you, frankly, um, when most of the game is 5v5? And so here we are. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say this, and this is the cynical side of me coming out here. Um, I mean, so there's still a lot of people who don't have Galactic Legends, either one or two of them, and 3v3, it accentuates the power of a Galactic Legend. Like, 5v5, I've seen plenty of people, be, I mean, I'm one of them, be able to mitigate double Galactic Legends. Like, I, I have a great success rate in 5v5 against double Galactic Legends. 3v3 is a lot more problematic for a lot of different reasons, uh, just because the, my options are so incredibly limited. And I, I, my guess, and this is obviously the cynical side of me, I almost think that 3v3 uh, this time around was just to push people into going for double Galactic Legends or to get Galactic Legends. Underline, look at this, look how powerful Galactic Legends are. And if you don't have them, then the way you can get them, they're available anytime. All you have to do is spend money. Yep. Yep. That's, well, I mean, look at the first time 3v3 came out. It's when Malik came out. And so look at the shiny toy. You can't clear half the board. And now, now we have, look at the shiny toys. You can't clear half the board. <laughs> so I was thinking about it the other day. So uh, a really interesting aspect to all of this is uh, what once, uh, once these Galactic Legends kind of fall out of power, which is so hard to imagine. Like I remember when I was like, I don't think Treya, I don't think she'll ever be like outside of the meta like she just seems too strong like she affects too many aspects of battles and clearly i was wrong like i just didn't have a it's hard to have a concept of the current meta teams actually falling into disrepair and you know like now treya it's like well in 5v5 if i add treya to like vader and palpatine that's not i'm not missing too much really yeah <laughs> you know, like like, Treya just isn't as great anymore. And that, that's fine. That's the way these kind of games need to be. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the power creep aspect. I know people say a lot of bad things about it, but that's how these games have to go. Like, they just have to be that way. If we want this game to exist, power creep has to exist. But I guess my thing is, once the Galactic Legends are uh, kind of followed by the wayside and they're not meta anymore, kind of like General Skywalker is, I'm really interested to see what kind of effect, like, what what kind of effect will they have on creating off-meta counters for the next meta? Because you have you start having some interesting things, like you have uh, you have Ray with her ultimate and protects the whole team. Like it seems like you could probably find a way to uh, you know leverage that into potentially beating some of these, uh, you know, whatever the next ridiculous meta is. Yeah, it, well, so I agree with you. I'm just thinking, like, you look at Darth Revan, for an example. Darth Revan is technically two metas ago. Darth Revan is still the top team <laughs> in the game that's not a Galactic Legend, at least for this Grand Arena, for 3v3, um, there's not a better team out there. Yeah, you're right. So I, I, I completely agree with you, because it's going to be interesting to see 
how these galactic legends kind of fall by the wayside or what's going to knock these galactic legends down because we're going to have more legendaries or heroes journey characters. Um, I mean, it, who knows what they're going to be, but we're going to have more, but here's the thing are the new heroes journey or the new legendaries going to be able to keep up with the galactic legends and actually change the meta in six months? Because you can't release two new galactic legends every six months. It's just not, it's just not viable. Um, I, I think you would get a lot of the people just say, no, I'm done with the game if you do that. I, it, I just don't think it's a healthy business model. So the question is, how do you not let the meta get stale with Galactic Legends in there? You're going to have to power creep them out somehow. How is a legendary character, how can they justify a legendary character replacing a Galactic Legend? Yeah, that, and that's a great question. Like, uh... And I, I don't have any answers. Like, I guess the thing is the structure of a galactic legend right now, it's to embrace the entire light or dark side. So the new the new metas might end up being like right now we have, oh, and it's hard to describe the meta right now anyways, because what's happening meta-wise in Grand Arena is not necessarily happen happening in actual arena play because arena you can just throw your best five light side characters on a team and call it good uh, and same with dark side to, uh, to a lesser degree um you know in arena that that's acceptable in grand arena you kind of have to ration those teams because the same counters kind of beat all of those teams anyways right uh so i wonder though if it'll end up being like and I don't know what, what the next big meta is going to be, but I wonder if right now you can say, okay, so right now it's Ray with uh, all the Jedi. And, you know, you could call it that, the meta. And then you can say the next meta is going to be Ray with uh, all the rebels. Yeah. Or something. You know, I don't, I don't know that rebels are going to be it. I, I, take, I choose rebels because that seems to be a focus of the game right now. Uh, but I, I wonder if that's kind of what we're what we're in store for a little bit. Um, like, we'll shift metas under the same character. We'll just use different supporting cast. Yeah. So then that brings up the next question, which I, you and I talked about this many, many months ago. It might have even been on the podcast of, so right now there is a dual meta out there. You know, you you have Ray, you have Kylo, or then you have one of the off-meta teams like Darth Revan or Vader that lets you climb. Um, so my big fear, and why I went in for a second Galactic Legend as fast as I did, was what happens if they release a new legendary that's going to change the meta, and it's light side or dark side. And if you only have Ray, you're in trouble. Like, say it's a dark side tune and you only have Ray, can you keep up with the meta? That's going to be the next interesting kind of dilemma for people in arenas. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Like, it, it's going to be, there's going to be, uh, that I think that. The thing is, it does just cost so so much money. If you want, if I wanted to just get Supreme Leader Kylo, uh, 
just uh, pick, pick him up and I don't have half of first order geared, like it can cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get Kylo. Yeah. Um, but he's always available. So you always have that as a solution. Uh, you're like, man, I am so frustrated. Oh man, well, I, normally like in the past you, you would say, oh, well, I have to wait for another three months to actually <laughs> unlock this character. So I may as well be patient. I'll gear all the characters, get ready for the next legendary and I'll be good. Instead, what they have is people saying, I am frustrated. I have $500. I'm going to go get Kylo now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, gosh, the cynical side of me is really coming on strong here. Um, I, I do <laughs> think though that like, so uh, I, and I guess I'll talk about it a little bit later, but here's the, here's the truth of it. I've just spent uh, some money to escalate my Ray journey to get her uh, just because I feel like I'm falling behind and trying to not spend money on her or anything else in the game is just pushing me farther behind. And so, you know, I think I'm just feeling the push for it more keenly than usual. So, uh, you know, we'll, I'll talk, talk more about my Ray progress in a little bit, but you know, I think that right now, you know, I think that that's, that's a pretty interesting marketing strategy though, because previously they've just said, Oh yeah, just you know, wait till the next cycle. Like slow gear things. I know that a lot of people have been working uh, frantically on getting Jedi Luke uh, ready or ready for Jedi Luke, and he uh, they'll be ready for him, and a lot of them will be ready for him free uh, for free. Yeah, and and that, that's not a bad thing um, or, or whatever. Like that's just how it's been in the past. I think CG has seen the Galactic Legends as they're always available. So, hey, look, solve all your problems. Go go get Rey or Kylo. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is an interesting way to look at it. And I don't think... I don't think it's wrong as much as I want to tell you it's wrong. Um, but I don't think it actually is. Um, yeah, I... I it, it it's very cynical, and I don't like it. But I think I, I think it sounds right. Unfortunately, I mean, who knows what their motivation is? I'll, I'll say I'll tell you this. Uh, yeah, we're, so that's the cynical viewpoint of it. I mean, so uh, you know, depending on what lens you're wearing, though, you can definitely see it in different lights. Like I know that when they were first released, and they're in the journey guide. You and I praised it to the heavens saying like, this is awesome. Like there's no pressure to uh, like, they're not exerting any pressure right now to force us to uh, panic farm anything. Like right. if we're not going to meet that time, that, that 10 day time frame, we aren't going to be penalized for it necessarily. If we're getting, if we, if we would be ready in 12 days instead of 10 days, we can just continue farming without actually spending extra money and we'll just have it a slight bit later than anyone else. Uh, and, and I think that that is wonderful. I love the lack of pressure. Like we can, if we've already been working on this stuff and they gave us a ton of time to prepare, you know, they, they released 
the characters in groups of three or four or whatever and said, no, here's the next requirements, here are the next requirements, here are the next. They kind of doled them out and uh, that I, I loved that. And I still really like, I, that was a lot of fun. Like we were talking, I remember you saying like, this game is the stupidest game ever if they don't let BB-8 be one of them. And, and <laughs> we needed Relic 7 BB-8, which is a, a different level of obnoxious. But right. like it, it's like, it was kind of fun. Like who's going to be next? Like, you know, I thought maybe there, there was a chance that we'd need the veteran smugglers and, and there was, we needed them. <laughs> uh, so it, it was, it was just a, it was kind of a fun thing. So I think there's good and bad. Right now, I'm just feeling the, uh, it, it sucks, frankly. I, <laughs> I hate feeling like I have to get Ray in order to compete. And, uh, you know, it, if it was 5v5, I'd probably hold out for longer. But 3v3, to come full circle, 3v3 seems, seems to be requiring me to do that. Because I... It's, facing double galactic legends in 3v3 is just really tough so um that being said there's like no news we're on the very edge i guess that there was some uh i haven't looked at it frankly i'm on vacation as you said uh, i haven't looked at the uh the data mine for the challenges i know that there's stuff revolving or uh, are surrounded uh by what like the death star stuff uh, uh yeah the challenges Go ahead. If you know more than me, please. It looks like the Death Star is going to be a background in it. Um, that's the way I read it. Um, we did get... So there's going to be a new Galactic Challenge store, or at least uh, we assume there's going to be, because there's a new Galactic Challenge currency. Who knows what's going, into, going to be in the store? Who knows what you can use that currency for and who knows how economically in the game it's going to be, you know, related to say arena currency or cantina, etc., etc. But there is going to be a new currency. There is going to be a new store. Uh, one of the thing I found most interesting about the data mine and uh, other people are agreeing with me. This is not a unique opinion is there was a third named pack that we haven't seen yet. So a lot of people are thinking that we're going to have another rebel come into the game or, or, I mean, it could even be empire, but we're going to have another uh, marquee character come soon, which uh, might be interesting. Might be. We'll see. The past two marquee characters have been quite overpowered in a very fun way that I, I enjoy. Um, so a new one might be good. Yeah, I, I'm all for it, man. I, I love, I mean, yeah, to me, Star Wars, so I, I love all of the Clone Wars era stuff, you know, the, the prequel stuff. I know that recently you've been bad-mouthing episode one. I actually have a different take on it, which we don't need to discuss right now. <laughs> um, but... But like I, I like all that stuff, uh, but and, and the sequel trilogy, like they're good parts, bad parts. We truly don't need to talk about that. No need to rabble rouse right now. <laughs> um, there's good and bad though, and no one's necessarily wrong. Like whatever, uh, they're they're 
obviously not what the consensus expected, but uh, to me, Star Wars, growing up, all we had was episode four, five, and six, and like Rogue One fit in pretty seamlessly with that. They did a great job of uh, keeping with the, you know, the all the different themes in there. Uh, I know you don't like it that much, but in the end, uh, that era is what Star Wars is to me. That's the essence. If they said choose three episodes to keep, there would be no question to me. It would be four, five, and six. And if they said to keep four of them, I would keep Rogue One as well because it fits in so smoothly with that era. And probably Solo would be next because it, it's also like that era for the most part. So like... To me, that's the most awesome part. And the fact that we're getting more characters and stuff from that is super exciting because this game has gone a long time without really releasing very much from that era. Like they've been focused on the prequels, on the sequels, on all this other stuff. That's fine. I like all those things, like I said, to some degree. I'm, I I would love another Rebel though, frankly. I, I would too. Um, you know... The original trilogy is what made me fall in love with Star Wars. Um, so I, I will never argue, shouldn't say never, because there are limits. Uh, but generally, if you give me characters from the original trilogy, I will be happy. I mean, I can see a point where, if you think back to like when Stark was released, and literally everybody said, who? And they had to explain, well, he was on the one ATAT that was attacking Hoth. And like, he, he was basically the best, or the uh, pow of, uh, <laughs> of the Imperial, Imperial troopers of, like, here's a magnifying glass, go find him in the movie. Um, if they release a lot of people like that, I can start, I would probably start to say, okay, give me the next, you know, trilogy or whatever to release characters from, but if they keep, like, yeah. Mon Mothma, I would have never expected Mon Mothma to be re released, but the fact that they put her in the game, I love. Um, so keep giving me characters like that. Yeah, give us, like, Bail Organa, uh, for instance. I would love that. Or, yeah. uh, like, yeah. Yeah, Sagarera would be great. Or, or any number of like characters from Rebels would be fine. Yeah, tons of tons of pretty cool stuff. Plus, honestly, like you say, like Stark is kind of an obscure character in the movies, and he is. He totally is. Uh, <laughs> I would be fine though with more a few more generics as well. Like we got Rebel Trooper from with the, alongside Mon Mothma, so you know we can't have him. But like. Having a rebel pilot, I guess I would be fine with that. Like, if, if it means we could get an A-wing in the game, that would be cool. Or a B-wing, for that matter. Yeah. Um, also, I, I feel like for Empire, there's a ton of potential. Yeah. I I am all for generic characters. I, I'm actually... I know some people only want named characters. I think that's... I, I think that's the wrong view. I, I think generic characters... Half of Star Wars is who's in the background, and you never find out their names. Like, you go into a cantina, and you look around and see all the crazy aliens and all that stuff, um, and you never learn their names, or you need a visual guide to find out their species. Like, half of Star Wars is generic, non-named characters, 
So if you brought a few of them into the game, I'm all for it. Like everybody wants to change um, Clone Sergeant to Heavy, and I love that storyline. That's one of my favorite storylines. But you can leave him as a Clone Sergeant and then add a Heavy. Like we don't need a rework and renaming and reskinning of a character we already have. Just leave a generic character and give me the named character as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I would love uh I would love more generics. I'd be good with that. So look at, you know, we talk about generic generic teams. Look at Imperial Troopers. Troopers. They are basically the definition of generic other than Veers and Stark, but every other trooper is generic. And you talk to so many people, and they are the most fun team that they play with. They all want to use troopers on a team. And three-quarters or three-fifths of the team are generic. So I I have no problem with generic characters. Yeah, me either. Um, I I think that... I think that they have to be, it has to be tastefully done as well, though. Like, you need, if you just do, like, uh, you know, rebel uh, X-Wing mechanic, (laughs) like, I'm not necessarily against that, but it needs to be something interesting and compelling. It's like, they throw a wrench. Okay, that was dumb. Like, (laughs) let's not do that, please. Or, Or, you know, like, we have, you know when when we go through when we go through the uh, the various Geonosis battles and there's different versions of V1 uh, out there that you have to take out or different versions of all the different clone troopers like a clone lieutenant is different from a clone captain in what way like they both taunt like to me they're basically the same thing like I don't necessarily want uh, I, I don't want like seven different versions of V1 in the game. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, no, they have to be unique generic. Not not just here's the same skin just he has a blue line instead of a red line down his uniform. Right. Yeah. I I also I don't know if I I've probably said this before on the podcast, uh but I keep wondering, like, at what point will they start letting us just, uh, if they're non-unique characters, I could see them actually at some point just opening the doors to uh, having as many generic characters as you want. It's like, if someone were to, uh, for some reason, want a squad of Ugnaughts, they could have a five-man squad of Ugnaughts. Uh, you know, and they have to farm them and gear them all separately, but that seems like that that could potentially be part of the game at some point. Yeah, listen, it would be a squad of four Ugnaughts and Hondo, all right? that That's when we'll get four Ugnaughts. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, and who knows? It's like for, for Tuscans, you could have Ur-Ur-Ur-Ur-Ur, and then two <laughs> Shamans and two Tuscan Raiders. yeah. Uh, you know, not good. But I mean, some of them, like like taking uh, five Imperial stormtroopers, might actually be a really big pain in certain circumstances. Uh, that oh my god! Can you imagine 
even a 3v3 team of just three Imperial Stormtroopers, like you're fighting through constantly taunting tanks. Not that it would be good, but it would be very annoying. It really could be, especially if they're relict. And yeah, uh, and if if it was 5v5 and you had those Stormtroopers and they all had their Zetas, and this is going super far afield, but, you know, they're increasing their offense for everyone that's killed, and their defense is really high because they all feed off of defense. Like, I don't know. That, and that's just one random example. They'd have to rebalance quite a few things, I think. I'm sure that someone could theorycraft something even better. I mean, think about, think about uh, the comps. What, what if you could have four B1s on oh, a squad? Lord. Yeah, well... That like, would just uh, be torture. That would just, uh, even if you could have just, if you had two B1s, that would be so ridiculous. Think of if you could have, if every separatist team you had, like Newt could have a, a couple B1s, and so could Dooku, and so could Grievous, and the, the list goes on. Like, anyways, we, this is all in the realm of, like, super speculation, and they're not going to do it anytime too soon, I don't think, but it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I keep wondering. It seems like they'll do it eventually. To me, it seems like that'll happen. So Maybe we'll that will be Relic level 12. <laughs> it's like unlock multiple instances right. of this unit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be really interesting. I, wow. Anyways, we... I, I'm a... I'm interested to see what new characters are coming out. If they have a new store and new currency, it'll just be very interesting. My guess is, honestly, that we're going to want Mon Mothma for uh, the Galactic Challenges, probably. Uh, should probably be important to all of that. I'm guessing the Galactic Legends will be important. I don't know. But maybe this will be the ocean of new characters that we get. What if the store is actually uh, has so many new characters in it that no one can actually farm all of them like the same team and everyone just has to play speculation and say, okay, I'm going to farm these five characters for this team and I'm going to just leave this other team on the side while I'm farming these other, these other five. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> Like, uh, it could then be. you can do true research uh, and see, like, oh, well, my opponent chose to go the route of farming uh, hut syndicate uh, squad. <laughs> and, you know, whereas, whereas I chose to use, like, uh, the rebel scouts squad from, from Endor or something. I, I don't know, just random things I'm pulling off, off the top of my head. But, like, you know, the, it would change roster dynamics so much if the top end rosters if the the krakens didn't all have the exact same teams oh yeah it absolutely would that would be that would be really interesting i would also be very frustrated and be cursing often because oh damn it i want that team um but i do think it would be really interesting I'm yeah, just I, I would love that. Yeah. I'm just curious because and we speculated this last time about how every time a big new game mode drops, we get a new way to progress our characters. Um what'll be good is 
usually that means the new store has the old kind of roadblock gear in the store and more easily accessible. So if we get Chirotex or G12 plus pieces more easily accessible, I'm all for it. But then it just means that there's a new roadblock gear that is also going to be there, which, so you're just shifting the frustration from column A to column B. Um, But sometimes you just need a shift in frustration. (laughs) Well, it's a fresh look on frustration. So (laughs) I I agree. Like it, it can, it, it, it might end up being super frustrating. I, I honestly hate Cairo Techs. I still do. I used to loathe them, though. I used to hate them so much more than I do now. And frankly, though, if we have a new store and they have all the new st- or the latest stuff for good, cheap prices, the, the problem is we'll have characters, almost certainly have characters we need to farm in there first. Yes. So yeah. we'll we'll be able to see like ooh I could I could buy it. like GT one I still don't hard to spend it on on gear uh, gear twelve you know like the basic the left side gear twelve pieces right. because I need I'm just hoarding it for the next character release there yeah. so uh, for whatever that's worth I I think the new currency will just be how much currency can you actually earn to unlock these characters fast and then maybe if we're foolish we'll actually spend some of that currency on the gear that's in there as well (laughs) yeah yeah we'll see Uh, i mean because when the grand arena store came out though um there were no characters released in it so we'll see uh it is pure speculation but that's kind of the fun of a podcast is it's kind of what our job is to do is speculate. And, and even if we weren't running the podcast, I do enjoy speculation anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just fun to, fun to talk about what could be, but let's talk about what actually happened. Uh, so we both played Grand Arena this, uh, this week. We, it was week two in this 3v3 season. It's season 10. This is actually the 11th time total Grand Arena championship season, if you count the exhibit. So um, that being said, lots of uh, things transpired for both of us. Uh, and how did you do this week, Solo? Uh, I had, Well, I went 3-0. I had a strong week this week. Um, honestly... That is strong. Yeah. Honestly, the first two matches uh, were not that difficult. I mean... I think between the two matches, I ranked up 17 defenses, and I lost once. And that one lost battle was because of uh, the chat on the stream wanted to see if an OG Kylo could solo an R4 Karth and mission team. Um, He can't. But So the the first two rounds were kind of just, eh. Round three, though, I went up against an opponent who was 5-0 and this round. And what he was doing was he was setting Ray, Han, and Chewie in one zone. He was setting Supreme Leader Kylo with um, Malik and KRU in the other zone. And 
nobody, nobody got through his entire defenses at all um, so far in this Grand Arena Championship. So I had the question of, do I keep my Ray on offense? Because if I keep Ray on offense, I can get through in full clear. Or do I set my Ray on defense knowing that he can't get through my Ray and Darth Revan combined and win on more pure efficiency? Um, he showed no ability to actually beat tough defenses. So I just set Darth Revan in the top zone. I set my Ray in the bottom zone and I dared him to beat me. And he, (laughs) he took five battles to get through Darth Revan. He took three battles to Ray and didn't kill anyone. Um, And then I, so I ended up winning because I cleared his entire bottom zone. I cleared three teams on the top and I honestly didn't even bring a team that could have realistically beaten his Kylo. Um, but I was okay with it because I knew I was going to win. And that, that's exactly what I ended up doing. So it was a, it was a strong week for me. I, I feel uh, really good coming out of this week. Um, so that was my week. How, <laughs> how about your week? Well, so uh, it's long been documented that I've been getting uh, all of the double galactic legend uh, players to face. And I have to say, I, I just, I feel so profoundly frustrated because in 5v5, I found ways around them. And in 3v3, there's just no meta, uh, off meta teams to counter them. They're just, doesn't exist a team that can one-shot these Galactic Legends or even consistently, like, multi-shot them, really. Like, you can do that to Kylo to some degree. You can use, if you have Jedi Luke and uh, General Skywalker, you can generally beat at least some of these Supreme Leader Kylo comps. Uh, But trying to beat beat Rey in one shot is impossible unless you have one of your own Galactic Legends. And so... Finally, I, I only have one. For those of you who are new, newly listening, I have Supreme Leader Kylo. And so last week, I faced three people with Double Galactic Legends. I beat two of them, and then in the finals, I lost to someone. And I felt like I played really well in that match, and I just uh, just didn't quite have enough. Like, the, them having an entire extra meta team available is just too huge. Like, I, I know someone in the comments on one of them was like, well, it's not that big of an advantage because you usually win. So it can't be, like, it can't, Double Galactic Legends can't be that big of a deal. But the fact is, you have to keep enough teams to actually be able to counter both Galactic Legends if they place them on defense. And you have to place enough defense, teams on defense to be able to slow them down. And I, I just, uh, in this match... Uh, in my first match, I, I got paired up against my group. Only had two people with double galactic legends. Of course, I got the one with double ultimates, and uh, they they kept a lot for offense, but they did uh, they did put Ray on defense and they put the Darth Revan team on defense. And so I spent a really long time trying to research to beat how to beat 
uh, Darth Revan, the full bastard Darth Revan squad, because I knew that they liked to put that squad down, and they had they had a faster Darth Revan, so I uh, couldn't mirror match it or anything. Uh, did a lot of research, did a lot of practice, spent like a thousand crystals to find a good uh, counter to it with Jedi Luke. Came up with something I thought would beat it, uh, and it, it won 15 times in a row in arena against a stronger squad. And then uh, when it came time to actually fight that squad, everything was going to plan. I was going to be more efficient, and uh, I hadn't, my opponent didn't fail any battles because they kept enough on offense to clear me. And that's partially on me because I didn't put set as strong a defense as I could, but I was still going to full clear super efficiently against them. And then uh, some bad RNG hit in the Darth Revan match, and I lost that one fight, and I lost the match. So really frustrating uh, just because they have one extra meta team. Like, they can just <laughs> they, they can afford to put more on defense or more on offense, and it's just it's so hard but when you look at the equations. Like, you have to be so much more efficient. So, so I lost that one. So that was, I, I'd lost two in a row. I lost the finals of the last round and I lost the starting match of this round. Um, so then I got paired against someone with only one Galactic Legend. And the question was like, okay, so am I actually good against people with only one in 3v3? <laughs> uh, because I'd only been fighting double Galactic Legends. Like, am I, am I just making things up? Am I just creating a storyline that is going to play into like, you know, is Zareth, I'm actually good guys, I'm just getting bad matchups. Or is it like, actually Zareth, you just suck at 3v3. And regardless of if you have double Galactic Legends or not, the, leg the Galactic Legends don't matter, you just uh, don't have good principles. And uh, the second match, uh, the guy placed uh, a pretty stupidly strong defense. You were there, you, you saw, like he had, he had like a ton of teams on defense. He had uh, Darth Revan. He had Ray, uh, his Ray team with Malak in it, uh, which apparently is something that beats even a lot of Supreme Leader Kylo teams. Uh, and then, uh, according to the GOM, at least, good old Maurice from Operation Metaverse. And then, uh, yeah, they, they placed General Skywalker on defense. They placed, what, Grievous, a, a few other meta teams. Like, it, it was a pretty gross defense. And I just totally smashed it. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly close. And when they tried to attack again, uh, when they tried to attack me, only ended up clearing one zone and uh, gave up. <laughs> so... Uh, just pretty much pretty do dominant in that match. And then, and then in my third one, it was like, okay, so this guy has high uh, banners as well, like high lifetime banners. Uh, only one Galactic Legend again, uh, but this time with Supreme Leader Kylo. So I put my own Kylo on defense. I'm like, okay, let's play chicken. Like, if you want to put yours on, I think I can find enough teams to zerg it down and beat you. Uh, but uh, the the history said that they probably would, that they'd keep uh, Kylo on offense. And so they, they put a bunch, they kept a bunch of teams on offense. I put a really hard defense because I could actually afford to do that because I don't have to face Galactic Legends and keep a lot of stuff that I would normally want to put on defense. And 
the it, in the end, like they beat my first two zones really efficiently. They beat you know seven teams with seven hits, and I was like, oh, this is this is this sucks. And then they had catastrophic fails throughout the rest of their attacks and couldn't clear me. And then I just total even with their really strong offense, and then and then and they have a high bat lifetime bat. And I was like, you know, they're good at attacking. And then I just completely crushed them like it, it was it was like one of my highest scores and I, I don't get into like the 24 70s in 3v3 really uh but like I, I got I think I got like 24 66 or something like just a totally brutal dismissal of their pitiful attempts to to defend against me uh, <laughs> and it, it was like okay so if i if i even against like people with high lifetime banners if i'm facing one galactic legend i feel like i, I i'm in my comfort zone there if, it, if all things are equal i can actually do well so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well it's like um when you play baseball and you know uh before you go up to bat when you're in the batter circle or uh you know you're on deck you put the weighted rings on the bats to swing them that way, when you go to swing in the actual game, it's feeling like less work. You're, you're doing the same thing in Grand Arena where <laughs> you were uh, going against the Double Galactic Legends with uh, basically a weighted bat, and then you uh, go up against an equal, and it's like, oh, man, this is nothing, and you just kind of flick them away. <laughs> yeah, I... I... Yeah, it was it was just totally. Uh, it felt like I was just like on easy mode, I, and I hate saying that. Like my opponents were good. I just after having to hyper focus on making sure that I got every last advantage against these double galactic legends, and then I, both of my matches were actually very close against the, my two losses against them, and I did beat the other two guys with double galactics. So I, I'm not totally helpless against them, but. Like after having to hyper focus and just make sure all of my teams were, you know, like the very top that they possibly could be and, you know, had all the options on offense and defense, like it just, it felt very nice to actually feel a little bit vindicated by like, okay, I'm facing good players even. And I, I still just like stomp them really hard because they don't have a crazy advantage in this game mode that the people sure. doubles do. Sure. So absolutely. Yeah, it, it did feel good. Huge props. I know that a few people have on our discord server have actually shown how just how they've squatted aside double galactic legends too. Yeah. I, so, I've, I've noticed that as well. Yeah. So, you know, huge props to those guys as well. Um, and, and double galactic legends isn't insurmountable. It's just very difficult. If the player is really good and knows how to wield that advantage, it's it's just it's tough. So uh, yeah, I went two and one, so that makes me four and two on the season. Then I mean, uh, well, well, on my way to Kyber, and uh, in week four, I should hopefully have non ultimate ray available as a tool. Uh, which it'll be one of the nice things about having double galactic legends is you at least have everything in your arsenal. Now you may choose to put it down on defense or, you know, your strategy could mess you up, but you're not really 
ever limited based on what you can use heading into a match. And there's a certain peace of mind to that as well. Like, sure, you can still easily mess it up, mess it up or misclick something in the game. Like, it's not a guaranteed win, obviously. But it's this peace of mind of, okay, I can be prepared for whatever I'm going to face, which before you have that, it's it's just, it's honestly stressful, which, I mean, you can hear the stress in your voice. I was there um, the last uh, 3v3, uh, you know, rounds. Uh, actually, my alt account last round, and it was 5v5, but my alt account, I mean, I was ready to quit my alt because I missed Kyber just because I kept running into so many, so many galactic legends that this account just is not prepared to face. Now, luckily, 3v3 match, uh, matchmaking has been a little better, so that, that has eased my mind. Um, but it's just so stressful knowing that you – it's not that you built your roster wrong. It's that you just – you don't have what you need and there was nothing you could have done about it unless you spent money because to get the second galactic legend right and that's to be to have a second galactic legend you almost have to have spent money at this point so uh it is what it is i i will be excited once 3v3 is over with unfortunately i i enjoy Every aspect of 3v3, actually, except for the Galactic Legends. And unfortunately, they just totally dominate every aspect of 3v3 right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, we should, we should move on to podcast questions, though. What, did you have something else? Uh, no, no. I think, I think we have some good podcast questions, so I think it's good, um, I think it's good to move on to them. All right, so our first question is, uh, and these are all questions people ask on our Discord server. People went overload this week. We appreciate that, though. I uh, love it. Keep asking questions. Uh, so question one is, is Mon Mothma why Jedi Knight Luke doesn't have the Rebel tag? <laughs> um, I think there are a lot of characters that explain why Jedi Knight Luke doesn't have the Rebel tag. Uh, Mon Mothma's part of it. I mean, Chupio, good lord. Can you imagine a Jedi Knight Luke lead with Chupio on the team? If they, if Luke was a rebel, um, that would just be disgusting in and of itself. Um, then you have uh, just the, the normal CLS team mixed with them. So I think I think there are many, many reasons why we don't see uh, Jay and Luke have the rebel tag. Yeah, uh, Mon Mothma. Why? Why would she be good with him, especially? Why would you even want him on the team? Like Commander Luke has the rebel tag, but he won't be going on any Mon Mothma team. Like Han has the rebel tag, Chewie does, and none of those will go well with Mon Mothma. Like Mon Mothma is not the reason Jedi Luke doesn't have. The rebel tag like yeah he wouldn't be a rebel fighter anyways like it, it 
he doesn't have any specific synergies with those guys. Like, sure, it would, it would be fine with Mon Mothma probably, but her whole thing is with the faction rebel fighters, not, not with just rebels in general. So to me, there is a total, totally just non, it's not relevant. <laughs> uh, so so yeah that, that's that's my take on it that is absolutely not the reason Jedi Luke didn't have the rebel tag though um, yeah. next question the hot new thing is defense mods Bulldog made a video on it Operation Metaverse talked about it this week Escape Podcast was talking about it in their Patreon chat my guild the, per the person who's asking this question my guild is all about it what is your guys' take on it, and who do you build defense up on? Well, I will say it's not the hot new thing. Uh, if you go back, there's been one guy on Reddit that's been posting about defense mods maybe once every couple months saying, hey, guys, I just did all the math. By the way, defense mods are the best mods uh, for tanks and etc. And then everybody's like, oh, man, great post, great post, three months later. Hey, guys, you're still all ignoring me, but I just did some more math. Now that relics are added, here's why defense mods are even better. And then, um, so, you know, they might be getting more popular now, but I would say that we've had the information for a long time. With that said... Well, and you and I talked about it. Uh, we did. So you... You and I talked about it in this podcast like months ago, and you know, like like it's hard to transition to defense mods, but it's that's been known for a long time, as you say. So continue though. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, the answer is anyone that basically you would have wanted health on should get defense mods, like Padme team. I still don't. Well, part of it is I never farmed defense mods back in the day because previously defense mods were awful. Uh, but it's relic levels that have really made them shine. And plus, when they boosted up, when they did that small tweak to mods not too long, well, God, now it's probably a year and a half ago, uh, that's what really opened up defense mods. Um when it comes to who to put them on, like I have defense mods on my GK. It's not three full sets. Cause like I said, I just don't have enough defense mods to go around, but GK is, has defense mods on them. Um, my fives has all defense mods on them. There's uh, other than the circle. Um, it's, you know, defense cross, defense triangle, defense arrow. Um, and people attack him, and it's like they're doing 5,000k damage on him, which is, it's honestly quite nice. Um, yeah, because his armor's up over 80%. Uh, any tank should get defense mods. Anyone that you would normally mod for health should get defense mods. Um, and anyone really over Relic 7 basically, or over Relic 5, I think is what the math said, is when defense really starts to outshine health. Yep, if you want a high, high Relic character, 
character and you wanted health mods previously, uh, defense is almost always going to be better. Uh, and then get the primaries. A lot of times you want the you still want health primaries uh, so that you actually have some numbers. But uh, there are a couple uh, random exceptions like General Grievous, hundred percent right. want health because all of his damage is health based, not armor based. Uh, however, the and you've mentioned this previously, like the Padme team, they're all like all of the protection up bonuses. They're all based on max health. However, uh, the the bonuses you get from defense sets instead are uh, do outweigh any any of the advantages of having the extra health from the health sets uh, once you get to higher relic levels. So it's not necessarily like one true formula. For the most part, though, yeah, you want you want defense mods instead of health mods unless there's some specific reason for it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, when we say that defense mods on Ray don't work, still use health, but that's because of her unique, which is, um, when she does the lifeblood, her, the protection up she gives is based on 40% of her max health and defense mods can't overcome that. Um, so for Ray, you still want max health which actually we'll talk about again in a further question down the line. So we can kind of save that for that. Cool. Let's go to the next one then. Uh, if you guys were original tunes in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, what would your factions, roles, abilities be? An example would be Solo's unique is uh, he shows the puppy on stream and inflicts awe on all enemies. <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to steal weird, it. Interesting. <laughs> it, it, it is a fun question. Um, so, what would be the faction role and abilities be? So, I feel like my unlock event would be uh, would be something about uh, Gauntlet of Double Galactic Legends, <laughs> like. I feel like that would, like the the unlock thing would just be like, you have to face several opponents with double galactic legends and wait, wend your way through the travails of said encounters. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, yeah. yeah. Let's see. I mean, there, for... there's a lot. It's hard to come up with stuff on the spot, but go ahead. Uh. So I think um, one of my uniques would be get cranky <laughs> and it would be uh, inflict anger on, on self anytime territory wars is mentioned. That, that would probably be my number one <laughs> unique ability. Um, and <laughs> that is, that's probably my biggest unique. I'm going to steal the puppy and the awe one because, well, that's appropriate. Um, in fact, anytime we're live streaming, if you see me just randomly look down, it's because I'm looking at the sleeping puppy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd probably have one. I'd probably have one that was like, uh, mock names. <laughs> oh, that, absolutely. Uh, that's generally how I start my streams off by 
mocking my opponent's names. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, probably I would need an ability called Prevail. And that, oh, that would be like my ultimate ability. Yeah, you, see, you would be a Galactic Legend that you need two Galactic Legends to unlock. <laughs> um, and your ultimate would have to be Prevail. <laughs> That seems that seems accurate. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. a funny, funny idea. Um, yeah, there's well, maybe we'll revisit that next time if we have if we've. Ta- I I didn't actually read this one. This is a fun one. Um, but let's go on to the next one. Do you have more? No, I think that's good for now. Yeah, because I I. Okay. <laughs> I could, if I if I took time, I could probably come up with an entire kit for myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone uh, will make kits for us. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that that would be great, guys. If you want to come up with kits and abilities, I would love to hear what you guys think we should have as players. That would, that's a really fun idea. Yeah. All right. So next question: What prep do you usually do when you face an opponent in GAC? Also, then, if your opponent has the same or more lifetime than you, does this preparation change? I recently faced an opponent with 407k lifetime to my 409 lifetime. (laughs) Humble brag there. Uh, And I found I did way more things to prepare. And some bragging and reputation was also on the line. So, uh, I mean, the basics... Yeah, the basics for what I do to prepare are, I mean, the second I see who I'm up against, I'll immediately compare them in Hotbot and look at the key matchups. You know, if it's all green on the left side, which is usually where I am, um, <laughs> I, I worry a little less. If it's if it's an even mix, I'll kind of focus down, and then if there's a lot more red than green. I know I'm in for a long night. Um, <laughs> then from there, I go on their uh, SWGOH.GG page and their Grand Arena history. I look at every fight of the current style. Uh, so we're in 3v3. So I look at, obviously, the most recent round that was in the past. Then I will go back to the last round. Um, which was, you know, a month and a half ago, I'll look at all four of those rounds. I don't, I won't go back to December because the rosters are just so much different from then to now. Uh, But I just try and pick up patterns because a lot of people used the same teams on defense. You know, there would be three or four different, but then there's six or seven that just, they've repeated week after week after week. So I try and figure out the cheapest counter to those repeating teams and then just try and figure out the four cheapest counters to what their best potential teams could be. Um, If they're equal or higher lifetime banners than me, I I just generally assume they're looking up my history because most people don't actually look up Grand Arena history, or at least the ones that have significantly less banners than you. Um, So if they're higher than me, 
I know that they're probably scouting me, and I will change my defenses to something that they won't expect. Um, in 3v3, I'm always going to place Ray, and I'm always going to play Dar- place Darth Revan, so they'll expect that. But those two teams are just so hard to counter that I don't care that they know it's coming. But it's usually I'll switch up the back row teams. So they'll go in with X thinking, you know, four teams are going to be there, and then it's just four completely different teams. So that's that's the general rundown of what I do. Nah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, and that's uh, that, that's all, and that's all that's all pretty solid stuff. I, I think that uh, I think that I I do most of the same, frankly. Um, but my biggest thing is looking at their tendencies and their level of confidence. And so here's the thing: I I feel confident, especially in five v five. I can and use a lot of different teams to counter. Like if, if I need to, uh, if there's a general Skywalker on defense, for instance, I always have, uh, I always have Commander Luke to be able to fall back on if I can't use something else. Uh, it, and so for me, if I, I my, my offensive range is pretty strong, frankly. I, I know that that may sound like bragging, but I've spent a lot of time researching teams and figuring out how to optimize my specific characters to form off meta counters so I can trade up as much as I can. And that way I can just stuff as much on defense as I can. Um, that being said, not everyone has that same offensive range. Some people only want to take their meta team's offense. And so if you're looking at 3v3 and you're like, well, my opponent, I can't like, Maybe maybe there was a, an error on SWGOH.gg, and you can't look up their history in 3v3. Uh, and that can be frustrating. So what I'll do, though, uh, if to scout my opponents, you can still tell a lot about how they play in 3v3 when you look at their uh, 5v5. Uh, just because in 5v5, they're, like, they're taking uh, Darth Revan, and Padme and both Galactic Legends and et cetera, like they take all those teams for on offense. It means that they don't have a lot of confidence on offense and therefore like they, they will eventually just uh, like, like it's 3v3, they'll just take those same teams as well. Now you don't know exactly what team compositions they're gonna take, but if you have a good versatile offense, uh, then it, it, it shouldn't matter as much. Like you can place a lot of good teams on defense with the confidence that their that your opponent isn't actually going to be able to, uh, like they they don't have the the confidence themselves to take off meta counters, and therefore they're going to just keep all their meta teams, and you're not going to be facing them on defense anyways. Oh yeah. Um, it also helps to be able to see if they, if, if they change their defenses up a lot uh like every round you know that they're probably scouting you and and so you can mess with them by changing things up dramatically and instead of like always like you like solo was saying uh you know you're saying you place ray on uh defense every time in 3v3 that's probably sound anyways but if you always keep kylo on offense for instance 
and they, and you know they're gonna scout you. So maybe you just go crazy and put Kylo on defense as well. So <laughs> they're scouting. They're gonna be looking at your tendencies, and then it, you know that like they might not be prepared. They might just be over reliant on those on that scouting. So you know I've done that before. I know that in my last match with Eabitvar, neither of us had put General Skywalker on defense for a long time, for like a very long time. And yet we both did that in our back and in our same back zone just to mess with the other person because we had the confidence to be able to beat General Skywalker with our Commander Luke. And that's exactly what happened for both of us. But it was just like the classic, like, I have a high, I have a really strong offensive range and I know my opponent does too. So I'm going to throw something in there that might really trip them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and your, uh, your matches with the abattoir don't count. It's like, um, superhero and super villain is going up against each other. We won't say which one's which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would like the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were going to do five more podcast questions. Um, there are a little bit of technical difficulties because Zareth is on his phone and on vacation. Um, so what we're going to do is, because the five that are left are actually, I, I think, really good questions to answer. So we're going to save them for next week. I apologize that you have to wait another week to get these answers, um, but we will get to them. Instead, we are going to move on to the next segment to try and wrap this up sooner rather than later. So Zareth, the next segment is talking about our alts. Um, for those that don't know, I have a roughly 6.2 million GP alt Zareth had, or what are you at? 3.7, 3.8 now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just counting points now. I'm at 3.7. 3.8 gets me into Division 2. So. Ah, need to, need uh, to hold back. Yeah, 3.75. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do I really need that upgrade? I guess. <laughs> that cost me a couple thousand, though. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you do on your yeah, own? I'd like this to stay week? in Division Three one more season. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, what? How did you do this week solo? Maybe you just asked that, and I didn't hear it because of the technical difficulties. But uh, how, did, how was your week? I did, but I can alt? answer. Uh, I went two and one, so I'm five and one overall now. Um, you know, it was a fairly <laughs> fairly easy uh week for me uh except for the one loss came because i faced somebody that placed a supreme leader kylo daka and zombie on defense and you know i tried my gas fives and chewy team it wasn't good enough this was my alt account and i'm I, you know i'm already at that point i was what four and oh um and so I said, I'm probably on a good streak to make Kyber. And I, I just kind of gave up after one, <laughs> after one attack on Supreme Leader Kylo, Daka, and Zombie. Because I, it's my all. I, I don't need to stress out on that. Um, but so I finished 2-1 for 5-1 overall. I am in a really good position to make Kyber again. Um, 
so yeah, uh, that's my alt. Zareth, uh, how did you do with your alt this week? Um, pretty well. I'm, I'm riding a 50-some-odd uh, win streak on that account, and <laughs> uh, this week was no different. I, I've been undefeated for a long time. I, uh, I went to 3-0 this week. It was actually interesting. One of my opponents was actually uh, the first week they, or the first match, they had about the same lifetime banners as me, uh, which means they have not lost at, uh, much at all in uh, in Grand Arena. And I ended up just like demolishing them. It wasn't that close. Uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how we got paired and how we had the same lifetime banners. Because I, I anticipated a really tough match and... I just bent them over, frankly. Um, so it sounds cocky, but like truthfully, their defense was so weak, I one-shot everything, and they couldn't one-shot everything of mine, and I won by a very comfortable like 40 or 50 banners. Um, the next match was against a person who had uh, auto-deployed in round one, and they auto-deployed again in round two. Uh, like They won the tiebreaker against someone else who auto-deployed. So I uh, had to clear them. That was not interesting. And then uh, in the final round, I actually managed to clear my opponent. They put Darth Revan on defense, uh, and I had to four-shot it. And I finally did manage to kill Darth Revan after I used, uh, what, like, General Grievous. And I used, um, what else did I use? I used, I think Padme finished him off. Um, they had to use something to kill their Malak. I, I don't remember. Uh, it was it was all very professionally surgically done, though I assure you. Um, <laughs> of so, anyways, I I was at risk. They actually, they actually, yeah, of course, <laughs> clearly. Uh, and then the they went through and actually one shot. I don't think anyone has ever one shot my entire defense without it, without being super inefficient. Uh, they did. They went, they one shot my entire defense on my alt and then they got ships and couldn't beat my negotiator, which I thought was funny because they only had like seven good ships total on their whole roster and they were all on defense. So uh, that was funny. Um, like they did almost no damage to my fleet. And I was like, okay, well, I win. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, still riding that undefeated wave. We'll see what happens in the next episode. Nice. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, pretty cool. Um, the alt is, has been a constant source of joy for me. <laughs> it's such a silly account, really. Um, meanwhile, Pete, my the guild leader on that alt guild is telling me like, hey, you need to be able to finish the missions that require Geonosians. And I'm like, but I want to gear Darth Revan. You want me to gear Geo Brood Alpha instead? I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a kind of an awkward situation at best. Uh, however, uh, we can move on to our penultimate segment. And that is what are we doing to improve our rosters and uh, just to be able to be ready for the next Grand Arena uh, round and match? Uh, we're always trying to get an advantage, trying to be more efficient. And frankly, it's not fun to just sit on gear. Maybe we'd be better off just sitting on our gear and getting easier and easier matchups as we failed to progress further. But why would we do that? That's boring. Um, 
<laughs> so, uh, and because we're doing technical difficulties, I'm going to just uh, be rude and talk about what I've been doing <laughs> that way. Even if we, even if we struggle with our, uh, with our technical difficulties later, Solo can close out the show on his own. Um, so, uh, the thing I've been doing on my main, I finally broke through. I had to spend a little money, uh, not 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 a huge amount, but uh, definitely a vault was involved. It, it was involved. Well, that didn't work the way I wanted. Um, oh, it did in my so, head. Don't uh, worry. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Good old Maurice was getting on us for all of our dad jokes. I'm like, <laughs> I will continue. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the biggest news for me, I got, I will hit the uh, join button the, for Grand Arena Lock tonight. And then I will put all of the relics on all of the resistance characters. Uh, I have everything saved up. I have, I made sure I have all the different signal data and everything. So Relic 7 on my Relic 1 BB-8, Relic 7 on Relic 1 Jedi Training Ray. Relic 7 on my Relic 0 Scavenger Ray, etc. Uh, and I'll start farming Ray tickets at, like a madman. Hopefully, if RNG isn't totally cruel and awful to me, I will have uh, Ray unlocked and ready to go in week 4 of 3v3. So, uh, fingers crossed, I think I should also have enough gear to get her to Relic 7 uh, by then. We will see. But that's uh, it's exciting. I, I really hope that works out for me. And that, that is, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, what were we going to say? I was going to say that is legitimately exciting. Um, I cannot wait for you to have that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I know I've, I've probably just made too much of a big deal about me not having two Galactic Legends. Uh, so it'll be a relief for all of us. <laughs> well, I mean, it will be a relief from that perspective, but it'll also be fun to see you finally, finally in an even matchup, what you can do now. I, I have to imagine, as much as Zareth complains about fighting with Galactic Legends, or without Galactic Legends, um, I can already picture that you are placing both Galactic Legends on defense almost every time. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> in, five, in 5v5, I think that's going to be a thing. It'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I have no idea. And by then, who knows, maybe Mothma will be the, the new hotness and we'll all need Jawas <laughs> to counter it. No, uh, no, we will not. We, we will I'll not. Be like, I'll be like, I had, to face, I had to face someone with double Galactic Legends and Mothma. And I don't even have Jawas geared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Please start gearing Jawas so I can make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I already did that for you for Phoenix. I don't know if I'm going to give you another one. <laughs> uh oh, that's uh, disappointing. So, uh, what? What have you? So you're you're past the the ultimate crunch and everything on your Galactic Legends. So what have you been working on solo? I am. I um. So this week, actually, I put a, a hard focus on uh, gearing up Cara Dune and Mon Mothma. They both are fully Zated now. Um, Mon Mothma is at gear 9. That doesn't sound like a lot of work because gear 9 is so low. 
She's actually nine plus five, I should say, because I've already had to put one set of Chirotex on her. <laughs> um, I need to put another one just to get her to gear 10. So what I've done is I've assigned everything, and then when the Chirotex eventually come in, however they come in, whether it's from assault battles or the territory battle rewards or whatever, I'll just throw the piece on her to get to gear 10. Now I'm focusing on Cara Dune. Um, and getting her up because I do think Kara is going to be a part of that Mon Mothma squad and I do want to I want to have them gear 11 that way if there is some sort of panic I already have them so it's not an exciting week oh and I put a couple gear pieces on Poggle because my entire geos are R5 except for Poggle who was literally 12 plus 0 so now he uh, was given a uh, med pack and a laptop this week as well because um, I'm throwing some random over time I'll throw some random gear 12 pieces on him to slowly get him towards gear 13 so not an exciting week but that's what I got well not every week can be exciting but Mothma the Mothma squad is legitimately interesting to me so uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what we all collectively discover about them. Agreed, agreed. Um, I think they'll be good. It's just going to be how they're good. That's the question. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll be relevant in the game, but who knows in Grand Arena? And that that's kind of what our obviously what our podcast is about. Uh, that's our that's how we that's the lens through which we see the world. So, right. Uh, yeah, who, who knows? But I think that's about it, my friend. Uh, so why don't you take our listeners through how, uh, through all of the magnificent and wonderful uh, stuff that we have available and how to get to it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, God, this list has grown and it just gets longer and more boring to say. Um so let's start with. That's gonna make that's gonna make people want to listen and watch more of their stuff. <laughs> uh, so let's we'll start with the YouTube links. Um, you will find our YouTube links in the description down below. We now have three links. We have we each have an individual page that you can find. Uh, I'm Solo Base Fifteen, so S O L O B A S S One Five. Zareth is just his name, X-A-E-R-E-T-H. And then we now have the Gambit Podcast page, which is cleverly named as Gambit Podcast. Um, in the description of every video that we put out, you will find our Twitch links, which on Twitch, I am just solobase15 again. Zareth is actually Zareth underscore prevails because some heathen stole his name. Um, but if, if you just put in the search bar, Zareth's Galaxy of Heroes, he pops up easy enough as well. Um, how dare they? I know, right? Uh, we have, uh, a Discord server that is filled with Grand Arena interested people, uh, a ton of Kyber people. You can tell who's made Kyber because they have the fancy blue names, uh, and the server is there. Or if you have questions for your Grand Arena, somebody's always there to help. 
even if Zareth or I are busy, um, you will find a lot of people answer or are willing to answer, and most of those people have the fun blue name. So uh, they generally know what they're talking about. Um, there's a lot of help if you need it on that Discord server. Finally, and probably the most help and the most useful thing that we have done, uh, we have created a Google document, and there is a mobile-friendly document where uh, it's a Google Sheets page. And on the left, you will see uh, the lineup of the team we faced, so the full five members, or for 3v3, the full uh, three-member team. On the right, you will see the full team listed out that we use to fight them. And then most importantly and most usefully, directly next to that will be a timestamped link that will bring you to the actual fight so you can see how well the counter worked and you can see what steps or what turns we took with the counter to make it work. Uh, it's a lot more useful than just seeing the head of Veers next to the head of Talzin and saying, Troopers counter Talzin. Uh, now you can see <laughs> how <counter>. well. <laughs> Soft counter, yeah. Uh, now you can see how well they actually counter them, uh, or any other team you can imagine. Uh, so with that said, that I, th I think I think I made it through everything. Um, so Jared, do you have a vacation we, to go on? We need to just pre-record this so that we can. We really do. I uh, do. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jared, I go. will go then. We're, we're starting to have interference again. Yeah. Go enjoy your vacation. Everyone out there in podcast land, thank you for joining us. We will be back to streaming next week. Um, and when in doubt, blame Zareth for it all. Uh, and evil sucks. Have a good week, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. Try not to be like Solo. Slash <laughs> be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>